The Tangenetic Podcast features adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Now we are talking about our upcoming 2022. What's coming up in the world of games, movies, TV, all things social media and stupid. But for starters, I think we should talk about upcoming games. Uh, Games are not exactly my wheelhouse, to be honest. I play a lot of them, but I don't know a lot. So why don't we start about something we all know about? Pokemon Arceus. Pokemon Arceus. Oh, it's going to be fun. Uh, Like... I, this is the one that we've always wanted, I think. Like, every child who started, like, red, blue, and yellow is like, yes, I've always wanted the fully immersive Pokemon experience. But whether or not it's any good is still up for debate, to be honest. So, I like, I like the know. fact that it's they're, they're coming out and they're mixing the starter Pokemon. Like, uh, it, it's pretty cool. I, like I said at the, the end of last podcast, you know, I'm not a fan of Oshawott uh, or Piplup being the water types. Um, so I'm going to have a really hard time picking my safety zone, which is water. But uh, it looks like this time I'm going to have to go with fire. Look, See, I, I have always been a basic fish this time. Come on. I correct myself. I'm going to go with grass because it's, uh, it's a rapid flying <laughs> bird that shoots bow and arrows. Owlet was pretty boss, but I've always been a basic fire bitch. It's like fire and earth are my favorite things. I don't know why. Is that, is that like a, a safe zone for you? Kind of. Like, weirdly enough, it is basically weak to everything, so it's not exactly a safe zone. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just a masochist. It's like, you know what? I want to take the things I get screwed over by the first gym always and see what happens. But to be honest, left to my own devices, my starter would just be a Growlithe within seconds. I don't care about anything else. I just want my popper. Well, we're up to three variants of Growlithe now with this one because it's gone Earth type. Yes, I will have the dog sled. It will be amazing. <laughs> No, no, you could already do it because you'd have three Growlithe's up front with three Arcanines behind them. Ooh, you're, you're good point, actually. But we're not we're not uh, all about animal cruelty here, at transgenic. It's, it's <laughs> not right. Pokemon is, but yes, like, yeah, it's yeah. a dog fighting, ringing, gaming form. Let's be honest. No, I'm so surprised actually because um, I I guess one side I've never even spoken to to Seth about is Pokemon games, and, and to see him pre-order this with the intent to play it, I was very surprised. Uh, dude, um, it's actually something that is hopefully hitting 1.0 this year. Uh, that's a, a game very much like Pokemon that I'm playing right now called Temtem. Um, it's been in early access for, I think, two years now, but it should be going 1.0 in 2022, so definitely something Pokemon fans should keep an eye out on. Uh, but it's a really feature-rich Pokemon game. I've been playing those games since Red and Blue. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Temtem as well. Temtem <laughs> Tem as well, right? Like, uh, I saw it. I've got it on Steam. Um, I like what they've done. I've always wanted Pokemon to come and do a computer version of the game. Like, I've always wanted that. And and now Temtem's come out leading the market with that going, hey, we're going to do exactly what Pokemon didn't do. Uh, so I'm, I'm really keen to see where, where Temtem well. goes as well. The thing I really like about Temtem is not only, yeah, it's a PC title, so everyone who actually really likes Pokemon but wanted something on a computer, it's your game. It's that it took a lot of the baseline of Pokemon and then decided to move it forward. Like, combat's got a lot more choices and decisions to make Mm -hmm. in it. Um, Every battle's a two-battle. There are no one-on-ones. Uh, so, I just you know, like the fact that it's one of those things that was a Pokemon, let's be honest, ripoff that actually halfway through is like, you know what? No, we'll be our own game and do something better. Like, yeah. I'm really happy for that, where they started off going, everyone likes Pokemon, let's make a Pokemon clone, and then just improved on the formula. And, like, I played this back when it first jumped out on PC. I got the, the straight away jumped into the early access for it. And I just, like, literally today started playing it again to see where it was up to. They've put out the entire single-player campaign for the whole game right now. Uh, They've got 164 of 165 Temtem in, and they're just doing, like, the last couple of features before they go 1.0. So, I mean, like, right now is a really good time if you want to play Temtem to jump in and give it a go. Um, I was about to call call tangent on that, Seth, but (laughs) it comes out on Xbox 2022, so we'll allow it. Yeah. 
Like I know, I think that's the early access one, and 1.0. When they get 1.0, they're going to be coming to Switch, so you're going to be able to play it on the road. It's it's good. really good, and as Switch said, like from when it started, it was a Pokemon clone, very similar with some features that I liked, and it needed some time in the oven. I'm playing it now, and it's just like, geez, this thing's really good. This thing's really strong. Pokemon might actually have a competitor at last. Oh, and man. they have needed one. The closest thing they had to a competitor for years was Digimon, and the, the, the most recent games for that have not been great. But you mean not a competitor? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a thing that exists. We'll we'll say that. But but I think we've gone on a pretty fun tangent there, but we should probably get back to the other upcoming games of 2022. Uh, what else is coming out, actually? Um a big one would be, I, I would say, apart from Arceus. I mean, we, we just kind of went off and didn't even bother talking about Arceus there for a little bit. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> I get distracted a lot. I'm like a squirrel. It's just, just things. Things. Bright lights. Nuts. 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 But Monster Hunter Rise, I believe, uh, it is coming out. It was, I believe, on Switch originally. Yeah. Yes, it was. PC release comes out on the 13th of this month. And that's going to be on Steam. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yep. Well, I mean, that's where I'm probably going to pick it up. I can't remember anywhere else it is. Um, but, you know, all PC platforms are getting it that day. Um, it's looking good. Uh, reviews have been good for the original uh, Switch version of it, and I'm hoping it's going to be a good port. The last one was a little shaky on launch. You kind of needed a bit more beefy computer than it sounded like it did. But it ultimately ended up getting some patches, smoothing it out, and actually World was really good. It got a lot of post-content, too. Put out a lot of stuff for that game. Jesus Christ. And the Monster Hunter series has always been very uh, graphic intensive for their games. And it's gorgeous every time. It's great. Um, They tend to lead in that direction of Square Enix just going, you know what? Uh, It's not pretty enough anymore. Make it better. Pretty. Aren't they Bandai? Oh, I might be wrong. I could have sworn I was Square Enix, but I am frequently wrong in anything Uh, I do. Hey, man, I mean, I've got Steam open. Give me a second. Yeah, no, it's Capcom. Capcom does most Oh, we were both wrong. That was interesting. But I don't know why, but my brain went to Square Enix because pretty. Yeah, big pretty um, That's kind of the thing. I guess another game that's coming out that that I think all of us are keen for as well is Dying Light 2. Um, That's coming straight out on on console, so PlayStation, Xbox, and also on Steam. Um which, you know, it, it offers you just the normal edition or, or the deluxe or the ultimate. And, of course, being a shiny man myself, I always have to click ultimate regardless of the price nor even seeing what the inclusions are. So I'm really excited to, uh, to get that and see what's going on. But I, it, I'm a basic bitch every time without, <laughs> without fail. Is this, is it, oh, is this the standard edition? Done. I'm in. Let's do the thing. Well, I mean, Far Cry 6, if you pay the ultimate, it came with a skin for the dog in the wheelchair, and that, you just had to get it, right? Because you already felt mm. bad, because it's a dog in a wheelchair, mm. and you just wanted the skin, you wanted him to look better. Well, I'm sorry, I had that dog look like the basic bitch he is, because I did not <laughs> yeah. buy the dog's edition of Far Cry 6. <laughs> I still haven't bought Far Cry 6, but still. Dying Light 2. is the ultimate monster here. So Dying yes. Light 2... <laughs> There's two to four player co-op gameplay, which is keen. Like we can just all jump in the game, play it together, play certain parts of the game. I highly doubt that you'll be able to do the whole single player campaign in co-op. I really hope so. I would, ex- I would expect you would because Dynamite 1 let you do that. Right. Well, I'd, I'd be very keen. Very, very excited. Is it cross-platform? Because it's just a... Diablo-esque one, isn't it? Or No, I'm thinking of something else, aren't I? No, this one's a first-person parkour zombie game. Yeah, no, my brain went to something completely different. Uh, um, I don't think they've said whether it's going to have cross-play. Generally, anything first-person or shootery will never have cross-play because it's just sad for the console players. It's uh, getting more common. So uh, Warzone sure. has, right? Warzone has cross-play, and console players are actually better than, than people with mouse. Like, people on computers, even the big streamers like Dr. Disrespect, Tim the Tatman, all of that, they use a controller on Warzone on their PC because it gives them that little aim assist. Uh, like, it, uh, yeah, do it. people keep forgetting yeah. about aim assist. It's crazy in these games. Aim assist is an amazing thing. I love it. But then uh, other games we got coming out. Uh, Seth, Seth is really passionate about this. I haven't even researched it, so I'm going to listen to Seth rant about this for the next five minutes. It's Lies of P. 
Oh, dude, I am. Okay. I've been Pinocchio, unable... the game. I've been unable to find if there's a an actual uh, release date for it yet. It might end up slipping to a 2023 release date. But seriously, highly suggest looking it up. Check it out. It looks really good. It seems to be kind of a Victorian era Bloodborne type looking game. Basic gist is you're playing an automaton called Pinocchio, and yeah. somewhere in this giant dilapidated city uh, full of other monstrous automata is Geppetto and you have to find him and that's all we know but it's got this cool steampunk aesthetic it's like I said it's leaning heavily into that sort of blood morning like what the hell is going on in this weird town kind of vibe I'm sorry did it you looks say so good yeah I did swoosh yeah I did. this is done I will buy the thing so and, it's a- I mean like it's a Souls-like action RPG is what they define it as, inspired by the story of Pinocchio. Yeah, so know, the, right? the main goal is to become a real boy. Done. I can't even do that in real life. Why, might as well do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but my question would be, right, what happens when you lie so much that you can no longer walk forward because of how long your nose is? Uh, it becomes a bludgeoning weapon, and if you're really good with the lie, you can snipe someone. <laughs> You just sort of break it off and do your campfire. I don't know. They're just staring <laughs> at someone just directly like, Space Jam was a good movie. Just snap straight to the head. Hey, Space Jam was, <laughs> one was. Space Matrix Jam 4 was. is the best out of the Matrix. Oh, just oh, just wow. get off this freaking podcast. <laughs> You're a monster. So talking, speaking of Souls-like games, though, next February in February we get Elden Ring, and I am really hyped for Elden Ring. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose I, so much time to that game. I know you've told me about it, but I, my brain is a sieve half the time, so God knows. Uh, what was that one? That's the new one from FromSoft, the guys who actually made all the Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Demon Souls games. No, the um, original guys. So it's a, yeah. an action role-playing game. Yeah, but it's not a Souls-like because it is a Souls game. True. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> um, it looks really good. They've gone with a more... Uh, they've got this big open hub area that's got all this crazy shit in it. They're bringing back magic in a big way. They're actually adding in this new magic system that's going to be much more so that even a melee character can have a little bit of magic. Uh, they've got these cool summons, so like you can summon like a pack of wolves spirits to help you and... Dude, it looks so good. I watched a whole bunch of stuff from the network tests. I've been keeping an eye on some of the big Souls content creators because it's like, ah, I'm foaming at the mouth. Like, what's game? So I'm just going to um, summon a bunch of squirrels to murder. It's like a horde of squirrels would be my favorite weapon to use in any video game if it was available. I don't think you can in this one because, you know, uh, the law what was, was written the... by George R. R. Munn. Oh, what I was the. Um, go for the nuts? What was the original animal in Far Cry? Tiny little animal, but could just kill you. Little fluffy animal. Bunnies? Fluffy animal. Oh, I can't remember was what this it was. in Far Cry 1 or... Yeah, like, like Far Cry 3, like... The only thing I remember from badges. Far Cry 3 was the... Yeah, oh, was the badges. The, yeah, the, the badges. The honey badger? Yeah, or normal yeah the badger. honey badger, yes. Yeah, honey badgers are comes, terrifying. It just comes sprinting out of the forest in Far Cry 3 and just, like, eats your face. Honey badgers are a variant of Hufflepuffs that we do not talk about. <laughs> Like, you take one bit of health damage, you're like, oh, something's biting me, and then all of a sudden you're just... He's eating you alive. Oh, God. Honey badgers are just a dire animal in real life, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Jesus. Man, I mean, have I you seen what they, they look uh, like? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> My fun fact is I know mostly about honey badgers from a couple of old movies called The Gods Must Be Crazy, which are amazing movies. I love them to death. Uh, but that's how I learned about honey badgers, because one just chases a character for a good half the movie. I mean, they're cute. Well, they're cute when they're born. As soon as they get that, like, white mullet, it's game over. It, it's, it's game over. I'm skidding Actually, it. What I... What I need is a, an emotional support honey badger. Uh, so <laughs> it chases off the things that are, that are annoying me. That, that sounds more like an attack badger. No, 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 no. no. The emotional support honey badger means that I can take it into venues. Attack badgers, not so much. But if you had a good attack badger, you just send it to attack and then just walk into the venue. You make an excellent point. So, uh, Elden. There. Um, so Elden Ring, huh? 
Um, yeah, we look, it's coming out next month. I'm going to lose a shit ton of time to it. Other yeah. people I know probably will too. I don't know. I'll be able to give you more info at the end of February when I actually get my grubby hands on it and you might have to drag me away from it to record this podcast. So it's one while I'm playing. I don't know. It's won three awards, right? It's won three awards. The Game Awards in 2020, the Game Awards in 2021. Uh, It's won most anticipated game to come out. That's an award. Yeah. And and the Golden Joystick Awards 2021, it is the most wanted game. Look, FromSoft have just been killing it every game they put out. Some people like some games more than others, but no one thinks any of them are trash. They've I mean, just they gone strength to, to strength genre. to strength. Well, it's the but fact yeah, that they like have to find an actual genre that that takes a lot of effort and a lot of good work. I mean, it's the fact that George R. R. Martin has helped write this game. So everyone's dying. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't do the writing for the whole game. He wrote the foundation law. Oh, so everyone's already dead. <laughs> It's a Souls game. Everyone's always already dead. Yeah, good point. You know, for a Souls game, it's funny how little people with souls are actually in the game. Well, usually it's just a really big flesh monster that's got like 9,000 souls. (laughs) How can a flesh monster with 9,000 souls be so soulless? I know, right? Ironic. Anyway. I think... That's the most those are the things we're mostly looking forward to in twenty twenty two. The only thing I can think of coming out that might bridge into twenty twenty two would be the uh monkey game, but I think that's twenty twenty three. Black Myth. Black Myth, yeah. Yeah, now it's a twenty twenty three. I'll give you a quick rundown of the the mm-hmm. like, kind of the highlights that are coming out for, for twenty twenty two otherwise. Uh we've got the new Saints Row. Um mm-hmm. we don't know a lot about what's going on with that. It's Got a whole new cast, new location. Hopefully, going back to a little more of the grounded but wacky. Uh, theoretically, mm. we're getting Starfield. I'm not going to confirm that. It's supposed to be coming out in November. Cautiously it's, optimistic. It's a Bethesda game, which is going to get ripped apart because oh, people don't like Bethesda right now. Um, yeah. But I would expect that to slip. I'm not going to pretend that one's definitely going to come out this year. Um, yeah. We've also got, hopefully we'll be getting Gotham Knights this year. So that would yes. be really good. That's the one where you play all the Bat Family instead of Batman. I'd be keen to play Bat Fam. Yeah. Would you, would, you, uh, would you be his, his waiter, his person in disguise? No. If you played Alfred, it would just be opening game credits <laughs> roll because you've already won. Cleaning toilets. No, no, I want to play levels Alfred just walking around cleaning up after the bat fam. Just like, oh, God damn it. I made soup. Why none of you drinking the soup? <laughs> uh, but that one, you're going to be able to play uh, Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, or Red Hood. And I'm most interested to see how Red Hood's going to work. Guns, actual murder. Everyone's dead. It's fine. Yeah, now, before, know, right? before we move on to movies of 2022, I want to add in a little quiz segment because of how much our friend Seth here knows about video games. Oh, God. Seth, I want you to name me three games that Techland has created. Techland. Who is Techland? Um, Techland. Well, Dying Light. Ah, oh, them. Yep. Uh, Dead Island. Yep. Dead Island Riptide. <laughs> No, nah, I'm not. I'm not buying that. No, no. What's the other one? Come on, Dead Island actual sequel. It is not an expansion. They have. He is correct. He's not. Oh, okay. Well, one more. He is the best kind of correct. <laughs> there is one more that they are known for. Oh God! What was the other one? It was a game back mm. in 2006. Oh mm. God, that was a while back. Um, God, I I just finished uni. I just got into uni, Jesus. Call of? Uh, Call of Juarez? Yes. Oh, nice. Was that Cattell? uh, Yeah, that was 2006, and then the prequel uh, Bound in Blood was 2009. Yeah, that's why I kind of scrubbed it from my brain, (laughs) because Call of Juarez Cattell is really bad. Dude, it has an achievement for killing uh, 30 black people in in the... What? Slums district. <laughs> wow, that, that doesn't seriously well. does. um, um, wow. I can look it up for you. It's it's actually got an achievement for killing uh, a number of black people. It it is a disgusting game. I cannot that's believe ins- they made it. That's insanely racist. Um, uh, what actually, was it? That, uh, that reminds me. Wasn't there a game coming out that has a school shooter uh, at level? Uh, it's not a, It's not in the game yet. 
Um, you're talking about um, oh, that we were tactical gonna, shooter game. Yeah, we were going to yeah. talk about this the other day, and we didn't. Um, God damn it. I keep looking at it and trying to decide whether or not I want to buy it. Uh, ready or not. Yeah, ready uh, or not. Ready or yeah. not. Yeah. They... they Okay, so according to the according to them, they didn't split with their publisher because of this, but it happened just after it got announced by them. Oh. That this hardcore, like it's supposed to be like uh, SWAT, so yeah. they want to really do that high tech, like breach, clear rooms, all that tactical, mm-hmm. like take down the bad guys, save the civilians, don't shoot anyone who doesn't shoot at you first, yada yada yada, all that stuff. So it's inspired yeah, so, by it's inspired by Rainbow Six, of course. That's who they're basically mm. trying to copy here. But, less, yeah. but it appears like so um, from the looks of it here, Void Interactive released a tweet. Right, they released it back on the twenty first of December. As soon as they uncovered that um, that that Ready or Not was going to include a school shooting scene. And uh, they basically tweeted out straight away saying that Void Interactive and Team 17 have mutually agreed that Team 17 will no longer publish Ready or Not. We are confident that this is the right path for the future of Ready or Not and we thank Team 17 for their partnership and wish them great success with the spectrum of games. So, uh, Yeah, that's an ass-covering statement if ever I've heard one. That's, that's basically mm-hmm. saying we do not support this at all and we yeah. hope that they really do not publish this school shooting scene. That is definitely a... We no, are no. distancing ourselves from this because bad. They did actually put out a, a further statement clarifying that it wasn't the reason they split up. They didn't really state what it was, but it's all sort of too close together for it to not kind of line up. Well, the the funny thing it is... It was probably it, a mitigating factor. It was probably something that like, helped push, like, the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. I like would something. expect that is what... Yeah. Well, the funny thing is it doesn't thing. actually... It was never even written... It was an entire hypothetical scenario. Yeah. So um, they've committed to putting the game, they, like they haven't put it in yet, but they have committed hard to that they will be doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and they've like the whole time they've been making this game, they've been sticking to their guns on every decision they've made. They've heavily been like, we are, we've got a vision, and we're doing it. And mm. they don't really give a shit about anybody else. So yeah. that seems to be a lot of reasons why people are like it's gonna happen and that's why they broke why they split. But again, it's technically not accurate, but it's a thing. That's fair. Uh, but I think we've more or less exhausted all outcoming games for oh, this uh, year. Sorry. There were a couple others. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm frequently wrong. Kerbal Space Program 2 is coming out. We're getting the uh, remake of the original System Shock game. I'm pretty into that because playing the original yeah. System Shock these days is rough. Uh, Little and the the big horde shooter one that I'm so looking forward <laughs> to is Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide. Ah, I'm so down to go shoot Gene Stealers in an underhive. It's going to be so good. The big thing, though, being is it's by the same guys who did Vermintide 1 and 2. Ooh. Those games were excellent, got crap loads of post-launch content, looked amazing, and ran like butter. Here's, so here's my question. Down for that. Like, the whole mechanics were perfection. Here's my question, right, with Kerbal Space 2. Um, mm. Why? Why? Like, they've got Kerbal Space Program. There's more Kerbals space to die in the freezing void. <laughs> but they've, they've got so many mods already. Like, they, they've got constant DLCs and mods coming out. They're supporting it really well. Why do we need to put a two on something and basically yeah, write off money. the first one? Money, yeah. Also, though, the like, I bought Kerbal Space Program back when you could only buy it from their website. It wasn't even on yeah. Steam. God, I sound like one of those elite deceptors. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> no, we're just old. There's a difference. <laughs> but it's like, dude, when I say stuff like I bought Minecraft when it was only in a browser and only had survival mode, I sound like this yeah. geriatric. Um, I remember our IT guy put us onto that one. It's like, oh, this is like fun. And it's like, oh, don't no, no, it, I'm in. No, it wasn't him. I brought it to you and I showed it to you on your computer at your place. And then we spent like four hours jumping between people's custom servers, looking at all the content. That's on right. And then I lost literal years to building entire cities. Uh, th- that's not talk about my Minecraft obsession. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Kerbal Space Program, although it's very good, it is also kind of made out of spaghetti code. 
Scanning code is the best kind of code. Going to a numbered sequel, well, yeah, you can look at it as a, a cash grab idea. There's also the chance to tighten up the engine. A big part of it is to give it an actual better visual overhaul because the game hasn't looked much better than when it actually came out because the focus of the game was trying to create this physics engine that could do all this space stuff. This time around, they're like, well, we've already kind of half-built the physics engine. We just want to update it, tighten it up, and get it going again. Now we can make it look fucking dope, too. So when you've got re-entry, there's, like, cool-looking fire, and, you know, ships look nice. Sure. They can tighten things up a bit and make it a bit, you know, nicer, I guess. The big question will be is if they support the mod scene. If they continue yeah. to support it like they already have, it'll be fine. If I they, think they will. If They've they had a good back against it, I agree with you. It's a cash grab. So moving moving yeah. on into the movies of 2022, um, Hell yeah. there is we had a list of far more than we're going to have time to talk about in the, on this podcast. Like we'll probably need three podcasts if we want to actually go through all the potentially great films that are coming out in 2022. Um, God help us when we get to books and me and Seth go oh, on like multiple mate. tangents in a single we're gonna thing. Keep it's going to be great. We're going to keep we're going to keep books very very short. I think. No, uh, we're not. <laughs> So I guess we can start with the bottom of the list. I mean, Lightyear with Chris Evans. Um, Chris Evans getting his own Buzz Lightyear movie. I'm really keen for that. I, I'm surprisingly keen. The more I've seen of it, the more keen I am for it. It's going to be interesting. There was a bit of a weird backlash for like a week where it was like, it's not the fucking theories. Why is it like the theories? But I'm really keen for where it's going. I mean, Yeah, I got to agree with you on that. It look, The visual design is odd. I'm not going to say bad. It might take a little getting used to when I first fire it up. But, it, yeah, man, it, it could be good. It absolutely might be. Moving on to... And the trailer was really well done. It was just... It was a lot of really nice sound design, visual stuff, and you barely hear Chris Evans speak, which kind of hypes up the character somewhat for me. I don't know why. But I am looking forward to it. I am cautiously optimistic. But then again, it's coming from Pixar, and they have rarely steered me wrong. Pixar? They were doing it? I didn't know it was Pixar. No, sorry. I am completely wrong. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with my brain today? Is yeah, it? Is it not Pixar? Pixar? I don't know. I think it was... Because um, originally, Toy Story was Pixar, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I should yeah, know yeah, this. Yeah. I wrote a yeah, on this. should. Um, <laughs> I should Simon and completely forgets who wrote Toy Story. I mean, I also wrote an assessment on uh, Walt Disney earning an entire fleet of submarines. I wrote some weird assessments. Wait, what? Animation. you got to break yeah, no, this down. He, uh, okay, so basically what he wanted to do was build Rapture from Bioshock before Bioshock was a thing. He wanted the first underwater resort and amusement park. So he bought a bunch of ex-Soviet diesel-powered submarines. Um, which then he couldn't get the funding or he realized building a city underwater was completely infeasible and scrapped it. So he ended up using the submarines in the parks for one of the uh, attractions and half the fleet ended up just rusting in a harbor somewhere. So he actually owned one of the largest um, fleets of submarines owned by a private person. Insane. It was... Yeah, it was a bit strange. Um, Disney got a bit odd towards the end. Uh, we're not going to lie. Jeez. Well, I mean, uh, I really wish he'd built Rapture. It would have been great. Another another Avenger, of course, that's appearing in multiple films throughout 2022 is Chris Pratt um, and, and babying his own new series, which, of course, is the third uh, Jurassic World Dominion that's coming out in early 2022. I'm keen. Um, that little mini thing they put out the um the trailer park one oh, it was, I, that got me keen i'm i want more of that world uh dino is loose in the world and is causing the apocalypse slowly edging towards dino riders i swear to god we're going to get that 80s tv show back because of this movie look man I, I will forgive all of the second film because the second film was a weird retread I will forgive that entire thing if this whole thing has been a long con to just be like, and now it's Dino Riders. Oh, yeah, I will but forgive the, so many things. You're <laughs> kidding me that watch Saddam cartoons will just lose his shit if it suddenly is like, and we're strapping some lasers to a raptor. <gasps> They're doing it. <laughs> I mean, the 80s are slowly making a comeback. We're getting more TMNT, and I swear to God, I really hope the rumors are true that the Street Sharks movie is actually being written, because I, I would happily watch it. 
We're this, getting this Street Jacks movie? No, no, these are the, the barest of rumors that I've seen. I can't even substantiate half of it. I just really, really hope what I saw was correct, but I doubt it is. I want Street Sharks. That'd be an amazing movie. It'd be dumb as hell, but I want it. Well, they... they... They tried to, I swear they tried to bring Dino Riders into the second the second film, where, of course, they took over. Um, oh, no, the yes. first one was where they took over the, the Velociraptors and this guy tried to train them to be his own personal army and whatnot. So yeah. I thought that was their chance to turn it into Dino Riders. But, yeah, I feel like I feel like we will see Chris Pratt on a Velociraptor in Dominion, 100%. I, I, yeah, I completely agree with you. I'd put money on it. And then, of is course... Yes, he is, mate. He is actually in Thor Love and Thunder. So a a lot of people, they don't actually appear very much in the trailer at all. So no one actually thought the Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be implemented into Thor Love and Thunder. But they're actually in it more than you think, Um, where, of course, you're going to have some really, really big names in there, uh, as well as Matt Damon taking on the role of Loki. What? Well, I'm sorry. All I can think, anytime someone says Matt Damon, all I can think of is Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> it's in my head. It, will, it lives there right free. It's never going away. Can you uh, can you imagine how much he hates Team America because of that? Oh, he must hate it. What I like <laughs> is there was actually a scene that was scrubbed from the original movie, which is Ben Affleck, and it's just everyone else is a puppet, but he's a hand in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> And it's amazing. I, I love it. It's just it's like the, the Muppet talk, talky hand. It's just, that's him. I, I love that little dig. And they must hate it. And honestly, Matt Damon's a lovely actor. And I really like some of the stuff he's in. But I can't separate it in my head. The second Matt Damon's name is, is there, it plays instantly in my head. But I mean, of course, Taika Waititi is, uh, is the director and also, he's he's back in the movie as Korg, which was our favorite nice. Kiwi rock. Hell yes, you got some big I'm names kidding. like Christian Bale and Natalie Portman, of course. Um, interesting. So Christian Bale, I guess, making his first uh, first appearance in the Marvel universe. And and then is of course, how yelling at um, like sound grips. <laughs> just just saying, <laughs> where is she? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, then you've got Chris Pratt as well. You've got Nebula. Nebula's coming in. Valkyrie, uh, Zeus. Uh, Russell Crowe is actually in there as Zeus. Oh, God, he's still around. Yeah, and we have... Um, so, he went dark for a while. So from the looks of it, they're doing like... a from, from the IMDb anyway, it looks like they're doing a crossover. So, for example, Chris Hemsworth is Thor, but Luke Hemsworth, his brother, is actor Thor. Uh, so actually, didn't they do that in the last one? The act? No, that was something. In, that was different actors. No, yeah, that's not a Hemsworth. Oh, I that think we just have to wait for the movie to come out and figure. Oh that man, out. I am so. Yeah. The names are huge. The names are really huge, and there's no Angelina Jolie on this, so it shouldn't be anything close to how bad Eternals was. We're well, we gonna find out how Eternals. bad that was next week. Oh yeah. man, are we are we seriously gonna start? Are we gonna watch Eternals together? Are we? Is that? I'd be keen for a riff track like that. I don't know. All I know is the digital should come out next week, so we're going to finally find out how bad that movie was. Do I want to waste my unlimited downloads on it, though? (laughs) (laughs) I did that for The Matrix, and I regret it. But what else do we have? I I know other Avengers in um, movies would be Tom Holland coming for Uncharted, right? Yeah, so it's so cool to see how they are once again stepping out. You know, they built... They sort of weren't noticed. Tom Holland, you didn't notice him until he got the role of Spider-Man. And now, mm. whenever we see in a movie with one of these actors in it, we're like, we need to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So Uncharted... It's been a great like, standing, a stepping stone for a lot of new actors, let's be honest. Like, Zendaya has done amazing with some of the stuff she's in. Like, in Dune, she did really well. Mm. Yeah. But, but you go back on it, and, and you don't, like... You don't, now I just realized she was in that movie. Yeah, you kind of missed in that one. Yeah. yeah. But, the uh, character's was minor, but there will be a lot more of that in the next one, I think. That's more of a leading, not leading role, but definitely a higher supporting role, I guess. But so, something that's coming out this year that, uh, that I guess you guys aren't as keen as me on uh, the fact that I've waited 35 years... Uh, oh, here it comes. Is is Top Gun two with with our lovely Tom Cruise coming out? Um, well, it was meant to come out in twenty twenty actually, July twenty twenty, 
It then got pushed back to February 21. Then it got pushed back to August 21, December 21, February 22, and now July 22 is when they're confident that it's going to be coming out. Was it just COVID that pushed it out or was it, it something it, else? So it had like 95% of it was completed in, in early 2020. And hmm. I guess they just had, they must have seen some issues with editing to see potentially adding or cutting scenes. Uh, and yeah, it's just, I guess, because uh, of COVID after that, it's taken so long to get it together. It's like uh, Dominion. Dominion's been completed for a while now. Reshoots uh, would kind of suck at the moment, I guess. Like that's kind of hard to do when they shut down Hollywood for God knows how long. Exactly. Now, um, not two big names uh, to see. Of course, you've got Tom Cruise um, and, and Jennifer Connelly. Um, and it's only a few of the, the people coming back, like Ed Harris from the first movie. He was the commander of the, the aircraft carrier. And then you've got Val Kilmer, who was Iceman in the first movie. Um, but a lot of the actors are, are quite new and uh, they're not really recognized names, uh, for me anyway. So I'm keen to see, once again, movies featuring new actors, new and upcoming actors, and seeing how they fit into our current, I guess, our current love for movies. So the real question is, did they go back to Top Gun because Tom Cruise is getting old in his old age and can't run as far, so he's just running the length (laughs) of an aircraft carrier? So I think uh, all his characters do, isn't it? They just run. That's it. uh, the, the, The Mission Impossible movie suggests a whole bunch series of movies of Tom Cruise not stopping running. (laughs) (laughs) Like that trailer that uh, the doppelganger put up of him just running down the road in all these movies. (laughs) Oh, but you could um, do a super cut of it. Couldn't you just of constant running? Yeah. People have done it. They've done it with every single one of his movies and the actors just running down this road for like five minutes straight. while all of his movies rock up on both sides. Look, I'll give him. Dude has some cardio. <laughs> yeah, like so. Mission Impossible was by far his most expensive insurance yet. The most recent Mission Impossible, and that was when he demanded that he flies that helicopter by himself to the point oh, where he did aerobatics in the helicopter. He did flips and loops, and uh, like the whole crowd, the whole crew was scared for his life, um, but. His insurance cost, I think it was 80% of his total income for that movie. God damn. To be fair, I'm pretty sure the cast are always scared of Tom Cruise's life and anything they're doing. (laughs) Well, one thing he couldn't do in this movie, which disappoints me and whatnot, uh, those that are aircraft fans and obsessed with aircraft like I am will pick it up in the trailers straight away. He is sitting in the back of the aircraft. Now, in the back of the aircraft is where the the engineer or the aviator sits. Uh, So he actually has almost little to none flight control over the F-18 throughout the movie. There is a professional pilot in the front which disappoints me, uh, but that is purely because the insurance for this would have cost multi-billion dollars. And that's without him flying the plane. Yes. <laughs> that is true. So, uh, al- sorry, you mm-hmm. So along with Cruiser's movies, uh, a 24-7 Scientology CNN news is being planned for its followers and the outside world. Yes. What? Yes, 24-7 Scientology. Is it just them saying 24 hours a day? Is it, you're going to space hell. Just repent now. Sorry, one of our, one of our assistants has chucked a little article in there. Um, that's why I'm just sort of reading it out, but I have no idea what it is. Uh, but it's a $50 million movie and TV studio complex in Hollywood. Um, and, and Tom Cruise is participating in a production house with it. That's certainly a tangent and a half. Yeah, that's really out of left. (laughs) The things we learn. We hired an assistant, and this is what happens. Yes, hired is in very big air quotes there, but still, um, (laughs) we kidnapped an assistant because they just happen to live in your home. But (laughs) before we get to the, the big ticket items for this coming year, there is one thing on this list that I have never actually heard of before. What is Ambulance with Jake Yonhol? 
So ambulance I put down, it's it's your typical action drama, right? Like an ambulance driver is called out to, to respond to an emergency and then it escalates from there. The reason I put it on mm. there is because Jake Gyllenhaal, you know him yes, uh, for, as Mysterio from Spider-Man. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I loved his acting in that. So I wanted to have a look into it more. I watched the trailer. I'm hooked. I really want to see the movie. Uh, it just looks like it's going to be your typical action, action movie with a lot of suspense being an ambulance, uh, re- like, a, a paramedic essentially um and, and yeah just a lot of action interesting because yeah i had not heard of that one so i might have to look into that after we finish today so see how that looks so our movie uh, theaters should have at least 200 to 250 movies come out this year that would be interesting and, and of course we've got a list of 40 of or 30 of them that we're really keen to see and that's with the ones we haven't even heard of yet uh, uh in addition to that yeah, and I mean, like, half that list is, like, stuff done by Marvel. Yeah. It is. Marvel, oh, what, eight films this year for Marvel? Oh, I'm so... Something like that. Two, well, only two for DC that I can I can see, um, mm. which is uh, Batman featuring Robert Pattinson. Uh, well, you got- it might be good. I do like the idea that it's when he's younger... Uh, well, and I think this, I think they're doing Court of Owls for that one. I can't remember, but it's it's when he's more of a novice Batman, so it might be at least a little fun. Well, we're gonna see someone who hasn't been in the movies yet, uh, a villain. So the Riddler is in it. Uh. So, well, at least that's what I think because the opening to the trailer is the cup of tea with the question mark in it, uh, and then mm. they have a voiceover several times over the trailer that has like "Riddle me this, riddle me that" type thing. Yeah, I would definitely suggest that. Look, I'm somewhat interested because I do like Batman, but I have no idea if it's going to be any good. But how do you feel like a, a sparkly more. diamond vampire playing Batman? Well, he's not going to. Well, hopefully, he ain't get a sparkle in this movie. But you know, <laughs> we'll have to look. Some it would be a really sh- weird way of camouflage. Guaranteed, just goes into a nightclub and suddenly he sparkles. <laughs> just walks into a strip joint and blends in. <laughs> yeah, no fair. <laughs> Next up on stage three, we have the bat. (laughs) (laughs) Does it to the original Batman dance song? Yes. Comes out the original two C. Oh, if if he did the old school Batman like eighties dancing as well, that'd be perfect. (laughs) Everyone, the whole crowd just being like, "Where is she?" Like the old Adam West dancing would be perfect for that. His stage name has to be Adam West doing the Batman. Adam Wee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so apart from that... I um, miss Adam West. He could take a good joke against himself. He was a <laughs> wonderful human being. Now, the sexy Samoan as well is back. Jason Momoa is in the second Aquaman. Did it, did it just yes. get warmer in here? A little bit. Uh, it's, it's moist. <laughs> it's so totally moist. And I, I loved the first Aquaman. It's one of the very few DC movies that I can say I really enjoyed watching. I enjoyed that. Of... It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I liked that. And the second Wonder Woman movie, that was a bit more campy and fun. I did not like the second one. Really? Uh, the, the 1964 one? I, I remember enjoying it. I can't remember much that happened in the movie, but I remember uh, enjoying I could it. Not, I could not the plot on that one. I liked the setting yeah. and the idea, but whoa, that plot is rough. But more Iron Man, I'm kind of keen for it. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the last one had a couple bit of pacing hiccups, but I'm hoping like they get their stride and they can really just he's fun. Just just be fun. Yeah. I think DC tried doing everything like Batman for a while. It must all be dark and edgy. Like, no, please, like campy and fun. Just something bright and shiny, please. Shazam. Can we just uh, see can yeah. we just see Batman enjoying his day? Like doesn't happen. Uh it's like the unwritten rule of Spider Man. It's like he can't be happy. Same with Batman. Like, I want Spider-Man where he actually has an uncle that doesn't die. Yeah, it is one, and it's where Aunt May dies instead. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> True. And then, like, I saw the meme of Dr. Octavius, um, Dr. Octavius getting selfies with all the aunts, and then he yes. just looks at all the Spider-Mans and goes, Hi, nephews. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Like... 
What else? We got. Honestly, um, it'd be great. What else is next? I mean, you've got so yeah, the DC movies, Aquaman and Batman. Then we move into the Marvel side of things, like we said, Thor: Love and Thunder. We spoke about uh, the coming back. So the next Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, of course. Um, it, it's going to hit home a little bit differently. I feel. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. that's going to be a, an interesting one to see how they handle things. Um, but I'm interested to see where they go because I liked the first one; it was pretty fun. I mean, yeah, I guess with our late and great that it's no longer in it, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. I, I'm, mm. I, I'm really keen to see. I mean, they've they've looked into the new Black Panther, right? The new oh, this person's going to be a Black Panther. You know, we all hoped it was either Shuri that stepped up or even mm. Nakia. Um, but well, Shuri's still on all the posters that I've seen for it. Well, Shuri at the moment is sort of the lead because there's no other one. She was always the the second hand man, and now she's really the only one left that can. I I have questions about how well she's going to do in that role, mostly because I didn't super like her character. I think the... that came down to being written as a side character for me. Like, yeah, that's a hundred percent. That's why I'm kind of like, I don't know how I feel about it because she wasn't a character I liked in the man in the chair role, but maybe the reason I didn't like her was because she was man in the chair. She Um, could be built as a kind of uh, Iron Man-esque character of building the suits and then testing them and doing them herself, um, self-trial kind of stuff, uh, like the early Iron Man. Uh, Like, you know, watching him in the garage just slam into a ceiling was always fun. But watching her deal with that kind of stuff in the actual in the field would be interesting. Well, the further thing is it might also lead into the Young Avengers stuff they seem to be setting up. Yes, that would be interesting, actually. So a young, since she's still only like teenage young adult, it might be what they're doing. I don't know. So I guess having a generation of this will be good. Having a look at another thing coming out, um, moving into the TV sector, uh, apart from Doctor Strange, which I'm sure we'll come back and touch on very shortly, uh, is She-Hulk, and that, of course, with uh, Tatiana Maslany, uh, and also featuring another one. Like the, Marvel's done this again, right? They'll put a new TV show out, relate it to the Marvel movies, and they'll include a Marvel superstar. So Mark Ruffalo is in there as Bruce Banner as well. It's a bit hard to explain She-Hulk's origin without having the Hulk there. It's... But is it going to be pre-origin? Is it going to be like Mark Ruffalo inserts his seed in her and she becomes the Hulk as well? Like how? How will it happen? It depends on the backstory. Uh, the comics at one point, they I think they were cousins um, primarily. And because she shared the bloodline, that's what caused it. Because it also depends on what they're using for the Hulk, let's be honest. Well, that, that's sometimes his power is divine. Sometimes it's the gamma radiation mixing with the blood. It, who knows? Uh, they could do any number of things. I feel kind of bad now saying it was going to be a sex scene and then you said that they're cousins. Uh, <laughs> Did you not know that? Have uh, you not read Old Man Logan? Look, um, I have not. Yeah. <laughs> read it. It's great. Um, so, and the, then, yeah, Doctor the Strange. is terrifying. Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Oh, my gosh. We got that trailer I, drop at the end of Spider-Man. Oh, mm, <laughs> let's do it. So you can see Scarlet Witch is going to be in it. Like... Yeah, it's going to be Doctor Strange running around trying to blame other people for breaking the multiverse. Um, <laughs> running off the wand was like, oh yeah, this was definitely you and not me and Spider-Man. That's fine. Let's do that now. It's, um, and be great. He's been falling over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But of course- I am keen. I, I really do like um, Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. It, it fits perfectly well. Like, Marvel's always been great for casting, but that one was on point. It was good. They haven't yeah. released much of the cast yet. All they've confirmed on the cast on IMDb is basically what you saw in the post credit scene. So you have, of yeah. course, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. You have Elizabeth Olsen uh, as, as Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, um, mm. and, and not many others. Like, Rachel McAdams is in it and Michael Stolberg, but they, they're really keeping a tight knit uh, even like, close to the chest exactly so it makes yeah. me really really excited I mean you can't even trust trailers from Marvel these days I mean yeah, I, I, they, I wish Tom change. Holland was in it swoosh because <laughs> then we'd know everything that happens in the movie exactly I still love the tweet which was um, Tom Holland just accidentally loaded the entire like Avengers 4 script to Twitter he's like man like, his response like, man I, I kind of freaked out for a second I thought maybe did I? 
All right, last I don't thing. Think he has a handler on everything he does now. So just, we'll have someone else from the cast there, and they had to stop um, Benedict from being with him because apparently they do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they hype, they go and look, they hype each other up, and then they give out more information. Now I don't know. I don't know if you like these movies uh, coming back from the old age. There, Swoosh and Seth, but there's a movie that's coming back this year after a few years off. Uh, it's directed and its concept is by none other than Johnny Knoxville. Ooh, Jackass. Jackass Forever. I'm always keen for Jackass. Jackass like, Forever coming 4th of February. Fun. I'm honestly surprised that's even getting done. because I'm surprised I mean, they're still alive. Let's be honest. <clears throat> How are they not that, broken? That's the thing. One of them isn't. And yeah, yeah, that was a big, big part of why they stopped doing Jackass movies. Other than the fact that Johnny Knoxville is so fucked. Just yeah. his body is done. And some of the shit you see him do in those movies, it's like, yeah, fucking get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know one of the guys has unfortunately passed. So that yes. was a big part of why they stopped. So we're seeing them back. So whatever, man, I'm keen. They've got three new people as well, or four new people. So they've gone on a recruiting spree. Um, they, they uploaded some to their Facebook, like behind the scenes and whatnot of them filming. It, it look, it's your typical, it's your typical bullshit of, of pranks and, and just maybe it's a passing the torch kind of thing. New, a new generation of jackasses. Maybe, but I get the feeling like, would it really be jackass if you got rid of Knoxville, Bam and Wee Man? I mean, yeah, they are the brand for it, but. It's one of those things. It could happen, mm. but it would really hinge on the on this movie. I think so, uh, if it was to take so off. So Bam Majera is not uh, Bam is not actually confirmed uh, to be in this one. Uh, yeah. Knoxville Honestly, and Stevo. Knoxville, Stevo, uh, Chris Pontius, clean Stevo this time. Yeah, we'll see how That's long that fun. lasts, man. Surely, you, how yeah. can you be clean in a Jackass movie? Well, I get the feeling once you like, because have you heard about what's happened with Stevo since he stopped being on Jackass? I, I no. heard he went to a really dark place, but then also he went to rehab, he got himself fixed up, and he's been clean for a while. Well, one of the big catalyst things, he was like, he started doing his own, like, you know, sort of jackassy type show. And there was one bit where he put um, uh, sort of like black powder on carpet, then light on it and lit it on fire and gave himself something like third degree burns all over his back. Wow. He had to, like, if you look at one of his arms, all the tattoos are fucked up from a skin graft. In the so, giant tattoo of his own face. I don't remember. I It was from the stand-up special. He talks all about it. Oh, uh, and in so I get the feeling, and I think pretty sure in that he talked about stuff to do with the jackass guys and how mm. he, he's got to work to keep his shit together because he knows yeah. that he can go too far and he can really fuck himself up. <laughs> so it wouldn't be surprised if he did actually manage to keep it together. That makes sense. But actually, speaking of like resurrecting franchises from almost death, Avatar Two is coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, the first one to me was just Dances with Wolves uh, in space, and a guy no, who no fuck off, Swoosh. You'd never <laughs> watch Dances with Wolves. I have actually. Really? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch it until everyone kept talking about Dances with Wolves being fucking Avatar, and then I watched it, and I. Yeah, okay, it's kind of, but... <laughs> it's the very bare bones have been taken. It's the whole thing of just basic literacy and that kind of, like, you know, changing things yeah. for a new generation, that kind of stuff. But That's it's also a guy who abandons his entire race to sleep with a blue kitty. Oh, yeah, 100%. His job was to go into that tree, tell them what they wanted under the tree, and get them to give permission to mine. He ignored all that and got them bombed. Yes. <laughs> are we talking about Avatar He's... still or are we uh... Avatar yeah the first one um, yeah he he screwed himself over he ignored his mission and therefore they paid for it uh, look it man was, uh, he got to touch ponytails that is true I mean it could have been amazing who knows <laughs> so he well if, so, you, if you go yeah. by like the ta- ponytail thing being sex he did fuck a horse and a bat <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd be very terrified if I was an animal around. Um, I feel like he's a little... <laughs> I mean, keep him yeah. away from John Wick's dog is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. The, the, then there would be no blue cat people. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking at the, the crew list, like the, the, the IMDb here. I am not recognizing any names. 
Or two? Or... For Avatar 2. I mean, Stephen Lang. Mm. The reason I like Stephen Lang is because of the TV series that was cancelled after one season, uh, and that is Terra Nova. I love Terra Nova. And uh, I, I remember reading an article of why it was cancelled. It was something about the funding, something about Fox not wanting them anymore. But, I mean, it was so good. It was the... Oh, well, that's right. He was the major in that. Uh, yeah. He was the guy who ran the, the compound. I yeah. really enjoyed that series, and I kind of want to watch it again. I mean, it's it's everything I wanted. I wanted dinosaurs. I wanted space, like time travel. I wanted a TV show exactly like that. And mm. uh, the reason, I guess, it was cancelled, um, coming it down to it, is uh, is funding. Uh, and and yeah. it only got 9.22 million views. Uh, yeah, over the whole Fox th- was always notorious back in those days for cutting things that they didn't see perform immediately. Um or if they moved them to a weird time slot and they still failed, they'd be like, yeah, no, no, it's a great reason to get rid of it. Like, guys, please. It was the dark age of sci-fi where no one wanted to put money into it um, and we suffered for it. Now we are seeing the bit of a renaissance in sci-fi where a lot of production companies are going, hey, if we put money into this, people watch it. Like with the new stuff coming out, it's doing pretty well. So moving yeah, moving on, I guess uh, we got a, we got a lot of TV series as well coming out that we're just going to read some names off here. We've got Marvel Zombies era coming out. We've got uh, Moon Knight. We've we've got She Hulk, of course, uh, and, and a few others, uh, a few other TV series coming out. But uh, let's move on to our book pick of the week. Uh, what are you excited to read in two thousand and twenty two, Seth? Um, oh, what am I looking forward to this year? Well, I'm kind of hoping that. We get another book in the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Monster Hunter International series. That series, like, I just read the newest one for them, and it's finally back to Owen. If you haven't read it yet, Swoosh, read the new one. Oh, we, we have Pit again? Yes, the main character is yes. Pit. So it's back to more of that classic just Pit being Pit and punching things in the face and having a good old time. So that was really good, and it kind of got me back on the train because the last one they changed from the main character to his wife. So it was a bit, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm really hoping we'll get some more of that this year. I just need to open my book library, and I can tell you what I'm looking forward to. I'm keen for a couple of things coming out from Jim Butcher. I know that Peace Talks was recently brought out. I haven't read that yet. That's the most recent Dresden Files book, uh, which is basically just modern fantasy um it's really fun if no one's ever read it is basically wizards in the real world running around in chicago i think they're based yes um but from him as well there is a second series called the cinder spires which is a really fun series uh, based around the idea of everything went to hell in the world so humanity withdrew into the the giant spires that reach into the lower atmosphere so People are now stuck in there. They can't leave. There's a forest out full of deadly things that want to eat them constantly. The only way between these spires is airships. They're constantly fighting each other, doing doing, doing stuff there. But my favorite thing is their magic system and the fact that every person that goes in born of this world has agoraphobia because they've only ever been inside the spires. So the second they leave, they freak out. And it's really fun as a mechanic in a book. Um, there is a second, a sequel to that coming, and I am very keen for that. Like when it finally does come out. Well, something I was excited about, <laughs> book-wise, right? Not even book-wise. I just looked at it on my desk, so I feel like it should be included. So I feel important in the reading section. I got a <laughs> uh, a Pokemon stamp book from Oz Post the other day, and it was the only one mm. there. And the two people behind me in line both wanted it. Um, so that made me want so it where more. Where are they buried? Like, where, where have you buried the <laughs> No, like I was gonna say no at first because of the price, but then because the two people behind me wanted it, I said yes. Yeah. And they both sense. looked disappointed, and in a way, it made my day. <laughs> Something special about spite purchases. Yeah, like when I was mostly on spite. That that appeals to me. It was one hundred percent a spite purchase. Oh yeah. But anyway, that's my input. Seth, what was your, uh, you found your book list? Yeah, um, most of my book list isn't stuff that's still coming out. It's like the book list of shame. I've got so many books to read. It is a backlog. 
Uh, but I mean, like, I added the the one you suggested last week, the Inferno Squad. I still have to mm. read Aftermath. Um, I've got a couple other ones like Solaris that I need to read. Oh, actually, I, oh man, now that I'm thinking about it, I really need to go see if there's anything new been put out for Black Ocean. Oh my Ooh, God, yes. people need to read that series. Jesus Christ! Actually, Ben, yes. you'd probably like Black Ocean. Put my list. Look, if I if, if they made movies of it, I'd probably be keen. I, I, I would be keen for a movie for what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Basically, was oh, it Firefly, it's... but. Okay, so the dude who wrote Black Ocean, there's something like 16 novels out for it or something like that. Um, and that's just the first set. He's doing another set of books for Black Ocean. He basically was like, well, if they're not going to make Firefly, more Firefly, I'll just write my own. And then he <laughs> did, and it's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. I love their magic system, the way it interacts with technology. It's oh. fantastic. I also love the, you know, it's very rare as well that that'll come off where someone's like, what you're doing is sucks. I'm going to rewrite it better. And then it actually is better. Well, he he didn't rewrite it because he didn't like Firefly. He really liked it, but they weren't doing any more. So he was just like, I'll do it then. <laughs> yeah, I'll make my own with Blackjack and hookers. And there is Blackjack <laughs> and there is hookers in Black Ocean. Good. It's perfect. <laughs> Like it really is an amazing uh, set of books to read. I would highly recommend anyone who likes some good sci-fi action. Oh, that's the book I was planning to read. There's a new Laundry Files book coming out this year. Ooh, yeah. My question to you, Seth, would be: Of course, these physical books, or are they digital? Are they on Kindle? Like, I tend to get a lot of my books from Audible. Okay. I do have an Audible subscription. <laughs> It allows me to, to play games and still chew through books because cool. I play a lot of games that don't require necessarily a lot of mental attention. You know, when you're sitting down playing something, you know, like Pokemon or Temtem or something like that, you don't need to 100% have your mind going or you're running around grinding or something. So I put books on. I do buy physical books uh, from time to time. Usually for if I really love a book series, I will go and buy a good set of books, get them all contacted and keep them on my shelf. Like, Right now, I have sitting next to me my uh, super fancy, like I got, I found uh, like large print, good quality cover uh, copies of all of the Saga of Seven Sons, which is probably yes. my favorite science fiction series. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. So I went and got super high quality copies of all of those books because, mm, so good. Yep. I'm like, uh, searching for good copies of all the Terry Pratchett collection because they're re-releasing a bunch of new covers since his passing, and I want Ooh, that. Really? Enti- yeah, they're really nice-looking covers, and I want the entire hardback series. Uh, I can just palm the ones I already have off my old man. Be like, here, the thing you like, read them all. And they're already all spines are broken, so just go at them. Yeah, exactly. Now, when it comes to, when it comes to reading, I guess you know. Um, because I always see you gaming. So by the sounds of it, you just listen to audio audio books of the actual books. Do you read the physical books as well, Seth? I don't read as many physical books as I used to because I don't... I, I drive everywhere now. Yeah. I yeah. used to take the bus a lot because I didn't drive, you know, to uni, to work, all that kind of jazz. So when you've got a 20, 30-minute bus ride, it's pretty easy to just chew through books. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm at home, it's like, oh, I want to play games or I want to do stuff with friends or I've got to do housework or something. Sitting down and reading a book doesn't work as well for me now, whereas audiobooks just fit into my life. I can listen to them while I'm driving, walking around the shops, playing some games, whatever I'm doing, I can just keep absorbing something interesting instead of just being like, I am alone with my thoughts. This is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So I, I used to do the same thing, but then you got me addicted to Dimension 20 and that's that's kind of absorbed my soul for a while now. You're saying that like you don't like it. How do I love every <laughs> second of it, but the one little soul I had left is now gone. <laughs> so I guess uh, moving on to the last segment of the show... Um, and we didn't really talk about what we were going to spoiler alert today. So spoiler alert in advance. Um, maybe we'll do a few things. Like for me, Boba Fett, the second episode is just as good as the first. Better. Good. Absolutely yeah. better. You reckon better? Uh, well, because the stuff in the... Okay, so the first one, all the stuff when he was with the Tusken Raiders was kind of... Eh, well, sorry, no, wait, my brain is stupid. 
the Tuscan Raider stuff was the good stuff. The stuff in the present timeline was all the ass stuff where he got into like he gets surrounded by guys and doesn't use his jetpack. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. this time around, the stuff in the present tense where you know he's meeting the huts and basically being like, "This shit's mine. Go away." And, and we got a nice comic um, introduction as well. Yeah. Uh, what is he? Black something. Like black wookie noises. I can't remember the actual name. Spider- <laughs> like that. Yeah. He, like he's he's a, an actual comic book character they brought in for the yeah. show, which is fucking amazing. I saw uh, that. It means he's now canon. Yeah, it does. Because now he's not part of the Legends timeline anymore. He's current. Yeah. But I like it. So like, we have him and Mr. Bones. When he's training with the sand people and takes the train, the effects in that, how he how he can get through to the sand people, teach them to ride the speeders, and it, mm. it, they've just gone above and beyond, man. And I, I absolutely love it. Hundred percent. Yeah, the the part, stuff in the past was just as good, if not better, than the stuff in the present. Instead of the present stuff being weak, so good, absolutely. That's why I think it's better than the first episode. We just oh, there's so much to watch now, man, and I'm so stressed because there's so much. Like so many good episodes coming out, and I, I just don't have the time. The stuff yeah. coming right now—it's a bit quiet. Now's really the time to hit your pile of shame and any shows you haven't watched. Go watch them now before it just rockets. February, again. February, Hawkeye. Pile of shame. I finally got through all of C, the uh, Apple TV one, where everyone's mm. blind. Yeah, that was what? actually pretty good. Tell us about yeah, that. It's what? A, so the idea is there was a massive virus and people who survived were blinded by it. And then it's gone ahead a, a couple hundred years and now there's people being born who can see and they're being treated as basically witches because it's the power of vision caused the collapse of humanity, that kind of thing. And it's really fun. Um, all these guys have adapted to a point where they're warriors. You watch them because it's got Jason Moran as well as one of the main characters. Um just watching blind people murder the crap out of each other was really fun. Mm. Um, but because they don't have to show people sneaking up and that kind of stuff, you see them in the background getting closer and closer. It creates a weird kind of suspense. It's like, oh, they know you're there. Well, you need to move. You can't see them. What are we doing? And it was really fun. I enjoyed this two seasons uh, currently. I don't know if they've been renewed. I kind of hope they are. But... Yeah, no, it was worth a watch. I really enjoyed it. I am going to watch this. It took me a while to get to that one. It's been on my radar for a while. Was it worth it once you started watching it, though? Yes. Yeah. Once I actually sat down and watched it, uh, two episodes in, I'm like, I'm in. I'm watching all of this. This is good. I think me and Swish will both recommend that one pretty heartily. I mean... It's going to be, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, so we get it on Apple TV. I'm assuming that's where it's streaming at the moment. Yeah. So now, it's, uh, it was done by them. Another thing streaming really soon, um, or, or by the time, I mean, by the time you're listening to this, it will already be streaming, is our podcast on Spotify. Oh, hell yeah. So Yay. We've definitely got to get used to saying the name <laughs> right. Cringe with us. <laughs> being cringe. Cringe with us. Cringe and binge with us. Cringe and binge. That does sound like fun. Uh, That sounds like exactly how to describe our show. Sounds like my Friday nights. And of course, course being three people with potential ADHD, we have no idea uh, what is on next week's episode. Do we have have three squirrels in the room, aren't we? (laughs) I'm pretty sure we're the, the pack of cats and someone's got the red laser dot. Yeah, our assistant, uh, quote-unquote, is in the background with a uh, a laser pointer. Get back on topic, you bastards. Yes, we've had time checks six times, and we've gone uh, once again. We've ignored it every time. <laughs> I haven't even had You're welcome, over. internet. <laughs> we've gone half an hour over time, every time. Oh, boy. Oh, well, I guess we better wrap it up for this one. <laughs> And we've got to get used to saying the name right because so far we've said transgenic and uh, tans, transgenic. One day we'll get it right, but we're oh, too boy. distracted to get it right. <laughs> we're a special lot, aren't we? We're, we're a weird bunch. So until, yeah. until next week, uh, yeah, everyone out there, take care of yourselves and uh, we will see you on tans, tangenetic. Fuck! Fuck! <laughs>